0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Third episode, Off the Ball with Lucas and Wallen. What up, what up, what up? Hey, we back, bro. You you, Like I said, Wallen. I I tried to add that little like Disney flame to it, but I don't like that. I ain't going to do that no more. It's Wallen. That's my name. Wall. There you go. Or Wall, whatever y'all prefer. Actually, not whatever y'all prefer. Actually, I don't mind. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, man, Lucas. What's up? We got a jam-packed show today, man. Hey. Lots of topics. Last night, you know, last night Last night was almost like a triple, like sports day for us, right? It was especially with the NBA. NBA been killing it with the headlines. Shout out to the NBA. They always know how to keep it interesting year round.
1: Man, Play- I've been really digging the whole NCAA March Madness set up with the NBA playoffs of
0: games going all day. It's fire, bro. It's so fire. Like, we're we recording the podcast right now, we're missing some games. I think, uh, I think uh, the, uh, the Jazz is going dumb crazy right now, too.
1: They was whooping the Nuggets. Bro,
0: hey, listen, we called a lot of this stuff last show, too. So, we know what we're talking about, y'all.
1: I believe that, yeah, that Jazz Nuggets series is going, you know, just as how you predicted.
0: Back and forth. Back <laughs> and forth. How, who would have thought? Who would have thought? But listen, we know what we talk talking about. We come in here give you nothing but the freshest of takes. Hot take, hot take, hot take. I need to do like one of those like repeating things where I just have a hot take button. Uh, <laughs> uh, but let's get started, man. Let's get started right into it. The NBA draft lottery was all the buzz last night. I was feeling it. It's always weird how like, what? like I think it was like 15 minutes of actual coverage and I was excited yeah. in like, on the edge of my seat the entire time because I was like, "Yo, if Golden State gets the number one pick, I'm gonna be." I, I, I don't know why I was on the edge of my seat. Now I think about, it. I had no skin in the game, but I was like, I just couldn't imagine Golden State just winning all the time. I just couldn't.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I fully expected it to happen after, you know, after seeing the Cavs win the lottery. Was it three out of four years after LeBron left? Very true. You know, I just you expect you expect that kind of stuff to happen at this point,
0: like real talk. But I I I remember them saying that like it was like a fourteen percent chance for I think it was uh the Warriors, the Timberwolves, and I think was it was it Chicago? I forgot who the other the other team was, but it was like a fourteen percent chance. But you know that it doesn't usually go like that because I feel like that happened last year where a team mm-hmm. had like the highest chance and they ended up picking like nine
1: well the pelicans made a huge jump last year in order to get zion
0: yeah yep that makes and, and that's that's the weird thing like and with all the like tweaks now to the actual because they don't want people tanking like you you just you just don't know who's going to end up on top but look at look at look at look at god look at golden state all the basketball guys just looking out for them always just the rich getting richer but we that's that's another topic that's another topic let's yeah we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that your reaction on the top three the picks, right? The 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 order of the top three picks. I think we got we got obviously we got the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. We got the Golden State Warriors at number two, and at number three, it escapes my mind. It's either Chicago, no, it's Chicago, it's Chicago at number three, Chicago, yeah, and then followed by um, the Hornets at number four. I yep. think that's what it was. So I think that's the first time the Hornets have been up there in a while, but. That, that's yeah. then, I think
1: like, and then K- Kid Gilchrist
0: Yeah Yeah that was That was a oh, Man It's been a while Is he even oh, no he still is Okay I was like where he's, is he's he?
1: He's with uh, The Mavericks now And yeah. I don't think He plays at
0: all Yeah I'm like Where is he even now I'm like is he still in the league I'm like yeah he is in my head I'm like he definitely is But yeah So like It's been a while I think like the last time I think they were really that high I was like Wasn't Kimball like a top three pick I think Yeah
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh,
0: So I just looked, it's, it's Charlotte at three, Chicago at four. That's what it is. Okay. See, listen guys, it happens, but yeah, there you go. Chicago at, uh, Chicago at four, Charlotte at three. That makes a lot of sense. I just remember that kid looking really upset when he didn't, he didn't make it higher. So I thought he was number four, <laughs> but he was definitely pretty, pretty bummed out about it. But yeah, your reaction, man. Like, how do you feel about that? That I mean, the top three with the Hornets being at number three, the Golden State Warriors being at number two, and the uh, Timberwolves being at number one.
1: You know, I think the biggest question for me is obviously the focus on the Warriors. What are they going to do with the pick? They're a team that is built to win right now. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, coming back for next season. Uh, This season, these losses is more of a mirage than anything. Can they trade that pick for a guy who's going to help them win a championship next year? Do they draft somebody? Mm -hmm. What route do they go? Do they go the route of maybe a younger player who they can develop to kind of take over, um, you know, with Steph and Clay getting up there in age? Or do they draft somebody who maybe... uh, Higher floor, lower ceiling type prospect who is going to help them out right away.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm, Listen, I I know that one's the like the the biggest reaction that people have. I obviously, if they were number one, it would have been it would have been a nasty looking situation just for the league in general. Just because, not in a bad way, saying that like they they they've found a way to like manipulate things or make it seem like, like, like to where they're they're fixing the game that's not like what I'm saying at all I just don't want nobody to say think that I'm saying that what I'm saying is if the Golden State Warriors had number one they it, they had the number one pick it would be really strange obviously it probably is a little bit better that they didn't win last year but they've just been had had this reign for so long like I think it what five years where they've mm-hmm. been able to consistently be in the NBA. literally every year they've been in the NBA Finals except for this year. Right. So I think that seeing them do that one year, have like a fluke year where everybody gets hurt and everything. And now that they end up being the number one pick, that would be a weird situation just to have all together. So I think that. But again, at number two, the rich get richer. Right. Like they're exactly. out of all those teams. They're ready to go. Right. They, they're they like they didn't even need to be there. They could have came back like and not had a lottery pick at all. And been okay and been a playoff team. And we're, we would be talking about how deep they could make it in the playoffs this year or next year coming up. So, all those things are very interesting for me. Like seeing, it was also very strange watching it last night. Seeing uh, Steph Curry being the representative for the Golden State Warriors. And then D'Angelo Russell being the representative for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was really strange. Because like you, you guys were just teammates like a few months ago. I promise you yeah. guys were. It's, it was strange. It was really weird. And then, Russ the even fuck. mentioned. Yeah, R-
1: Russell even mentioned they were asking him about you know what he thought about the pick and everything, and he kind of said, "I've only been here a few months."
0: Literally, you know, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll 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 figure out what to do with it. This is great, but you have you have you have Steph. This is like just my random. Note that I'm putting in. Steph had the braids too I'm like Why did you pick today To have the braids to-? You know what I shouldn't talk about that Because that's weird But at the end of the day It was like It was just a st- strange experience For me seeing that Because I was like they were teammates like a, a few months ago, and now like they're kind of competing, but they're not competing. It, I, the whole thing is perplexing to me. Just seeing when they send their players as representatives and stuff, I always try to figure out if there's like some ploy that they're trying to do. They they talk about good luck charms, or they just yeah. probably want to look good for PR wise. But
1: I'm sure it is.
0: Steph didn't need to be there.
1: <laughs> Steph you know, didn't, I mean, Steph, Steph is the face of the franchise, so I'm sure that's just all it was.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, but seeing those like that, how it, how it turned out. And then also seeing Charlotte up there as well. We got to start talking about those prospects because you know, there's no, there's no Zion Williamson in this draft. There's no uh, Kevin Durant. There's no LeBron James, right? There's nobody that's like, there's no Anthony Davis. There's nobody that, that just stands out to you that says, this person, this guy is gonna dominate the league or this is a surefire pick. But we do have picks and we do have some top guys that we can get into. I know you have some favorites, so mm-hmm. I'll let you I'll let you go ahead and, and uh go ahead and steer the ship here on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is definitely a draft where there's no consensus number one prospect. There's nobody this wasn't a year where there was a a, a tank for Zion or anything like that. But I'd say it's still a deep draft. Um, probably, again, depending on how teams want to go with the Timberwolves already having D'Angelo Russell in place, mm-hmm. I'd say probably the most intriguing prospect on the board is going to be Lamelo Ball.
0: Mm, okay, okay, that's interesting. Now, now, this this isn't this isn't off the hype, right? Or is this? The, are you really thinking he's like intriguing as far as skill wise?
1: I'd say again with LaMelo ball and any of the balls um if you draft him you're drafting the whole family yeah you're draft you're drafting his his story but you know um you
0: um, and you're gonna sell some tickets too you oh, some gonna, tickets
1: you're, you're you're buying you're buying the hype yeah but I'd say with him you know he's really i think has shown that he's uh maturing and his game is a very intriguing style. Uh, he was playing last year in the NBL in Australia where he won the, their version of the rookie of the year award. Um, he's a great passer. He is an elite passer of the ball. Yeah. Um, he's got, he's got skills there. The real question is his shooting. He really struggled shooting from three, uh, at his, Three-point shot percentage was 25%. Um, The other other problem, again, if you follow LaMelo Ball's story at all, is his shot selection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He will
1: pull up from anywhere on the court. And when you're shooting like Dame Lillard or Steph Curry, that's fine. When you're (laughs) shooting 25%, you got a chill, bro.
0: <laughs> you got a hell. You got a hella chill, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it, and he has a nasty shot too. The mechanics. He's got. A, he's
1: got. A, he, he does, he's not hitting, and he's got a weird form. Yeah. And you know, again, if he was hitting those shots, nobody would worry about his form. But it's one of those things. If you've got a weird form and you're not hitting, do they have to? Do, do they have to rebuild his entire form? And it's the same thing with Lonzo. Yeah, um, and I think it really comes from honestly, and I've read read about it before. Um, their dad having them shoot deep threes when they were way too young; they didn't have the, the upper body strength for that, and that developed some really bad habits as far as their shooting forms. Um,
0: stop pushing your kids, people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but with Lamelo again, he's like six, seven, six, eight he, as a you know, so he's got elite size for a point guard. He is a yeah. great passer. He's just got a real good feel for the game. And, you know, we've seen the scoring ability, but it's just inconsistent. It's He's a hot and cold, streaky shooter. Um, the consistency isn't there as far as his scoring and shooting skills. Everything else you want is there. You know, he's good at jumping the passing lanes, passing, and... He's got the elite size. He's got all the potential in the world, but there are a lot of questions about his development.
0: Yeah. I, it, it kind of reminds me, and I hate to say it like a poor man's Ben Simmons, maybe like, I, like, I, but Ben doesn't shoot three. So it's weird. I mean, obviously Ben's, I think it's a little bit like has a little bit more size than he does. than not uh, oh, yeah. but he, he really is an elite passer. Like, I mean, by, by far, like, Ben Simmons is a great handler of the ball, but like the vision that LaMelo has, the the extra it factor that he brings in, right? That Mm -hmm. it's LaMelo ball. He's going to be entertaining. He's going to know how to be in front of the spotlight. He's going to handle it well. But he also, like his brother being in the league, Lonzo, and seeing how Lonzo turned out and seeing how his, other brother 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 your other brother um i'm trying to remember how to say his name jamelo is that his name (laughs) liangelo Angelo. jeez all right liangelo my bad man uh seeing him not able to make make it in the league as well right and seeing lonzo struggle all the time i I watched lonzo struggle way too much and And lonzo has a lot of the same issues that people see with Lamelo. exactly and like i'm sure lamello ball does not is not an elite defender either, which yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of question marks about him, but you know, if you bring him in, a lot of people are going to be looking at your franchise, a franchise that I think could take a, take a probably good stab at it. Probably at the top, the top three, the Hornets, maybe just to like, get some momentum for that, 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 um, that franchise, I don't see Jordan going for that, but it could. But then, like, he probably is gonna fall most likely, unless he really balls out during these uh, these next couple months and he's as he's being evaluated. Unless he balls out, he's probably gonna fall. And I can see the Knicks taking him. I can see a couple of yeah. I could definitely see the Knicks taking him for sure. <laughs> now that I think about it, but yeah, I'm 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 not sold on Melo, but. I tell you who I am sold on though.
1: No, let's hear it,
0: James Wiseman. Okay, okay. I I like him. I know he he only played one game. Uh, and did he only play one game? I'm very he he he, 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 he three he games. games. Yeah, three games, and then he forfeited the rest away, the way, like by walking away. So he, he came to like playing like 12 NCAA, like, Oh, cause he had to do the, the 12 NCAA uh, game suspensions for yep. all, all that stuff that happened before uh, he got there. But watching him play was impressed. Like I, I, and then his size, his ability. I think that he has a lot of potential to really fit well at for any of these teams that are looking for a center. Now, I don't know if he can be that stretch that stretch 5. I'm not, I'm not sure yet, but if he can add that to his repertoire, who? it's a and he he has he gives you that Rudy Gobert like type of defender, like a real type of game changer where he can really defend the middle and defend the paint and make sure that like he can be that 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 tower that can add that extra defensive prowess to your team and he can develop offensively as well and you don't know he might be he might be great but just that in itself he's and he's athletic right so i think that a lot of these things make him i think the surest thing to A sure thing there you go the sure is prospect that is like the sure the sure thing i know there's a couple other guys that look really good i know there's anthony edwards i know there there's ob is that his name ob ob yeah ob i know that you have a lot of those guys but i think that getting a 7-1 center for the most part would be a pretty decent like especially for the golden state i'm like golden state could use that Right, like they they could, they could they could definitely use that. You don't need to be special. You don't have to be like an offensive guy. Like just, I just need you to rebound, and I need you to probably be able to suck in some of those defenders from the shooters. That's all I would really need you to do:
1: yep. rebound, block shots, and dunk. Dunk it when you have wide open chances because yep. everybody's out on the perimeter.
0: Literally. So, like, it's even as a de- for development for him, right? Like I know they will probably be like, they'll just kick it out to him." But like, developing wise, like he can focus on him becoming a better basketball player instead of him like thinking about like I need to be the man right now. He can take his time and like work on the mechanics, and we can probably see a full, a full piece of work, right? Like as he continues to progress in the league. But I mean, again, Golden State wants to win, um, and I don't know if they are going to take him. But I, th- I like him personally.
1: Yeah, I you know I agree with uh, you on James Wiseman. I think he's got the potential to be the best player uh, coming out of this draft. When we look back at it, you know, in five years, Yep. guy who's seven one, super athletic, block shots, rebounds. You know, again, he's only played three games in college, so it's almost like a Kyrie Irving situation, yeah, where you're you're basing it a lot of on what we think he can do and not necessarily what he's done. Um, but just looking back at those three games, he averaged uh, nine free throws a game, shot 70% from the free throw line on that. And I really think that shows he's got the ability to eventually be able to step out and hit threes. Um, you know, when he was in high school, he very much kind of Tried to pattern his game almost like after a Dirk Nowitzki, um, <laughs> and guy he really thought he was more of a perimeter player, despite you know being this giant uh, athlete. And so I think he does have those skills to be able to step out and hit the th- hit the three. But in college, I think he really realized to more play to his current strengths, utilizing his size and athleticism. And you know, I really think once he gets to the NBA. He can start to develop those perimeter skills again. And that's really what's going to be the difference for him, uh, making him, you know, just another kind of a rim running shot blocking center and turning him to more of like a Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns type player.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And I know like the <clears throat> the next person on top of that, right, the next prospect that people are really talking about, I think. A lot of people think he might end up being the number one pick is Anthony Edwards. I know a lot of people like him. Six uh, five guard out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Combo guard, elite athleticism. A lot of people like his game. Some people, I've, I've even heard and seen people talk about him being like during the Maui Invitational. Uh, kind of almost looking like James Harden. Right, like you, might, he's like, got that size, definitely. Yeah, he like looks like James Harden. He's uh, uses his strength uh, to like get into the paint. He finishes well with contact. Uh, he can bully smaller guards. So a lot of people like that about him. He's he has a natural scoring ability. So it, it, I think if you you would like to compare him to like an actual like size wise, body wise, you can compare him to to James Harden. He doesn't he doesn't shoot like. He's not James Harden, though. <laughs> Let's yeah, be honest.
1: He, if, if he was, if he was, you know, he's he's six five, six six, two thirty. If he was shooting like James Harden, there wouldn't be any problem, any question on who the consensus was in this draft.
0: Yeah, and he's a terrible free throw shooter. Terrible, fifty eight percent from the free throw line. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it, it, like lots of turnovers. Um, Mid range scoring isn't great. Like, he's just. He's just, he, and he has challenges, like like for someone who can get to the rim and challenge uh, the help defender, he's like, he settles for a lot of deep shots, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. he, he, he he needs to be, he needs to be a consistent shooter, right? And I think that those are things that could probably be learned and he could probably develop. There's nothing wrong with his mechanics, which is also very good, right? That, that's good. There's nothing wrong with yeah. the mechanics, but the, you got to be able to shoot, and if you're struggling from the mid range, if you're shooting, if you're struggling from the free throw line, that's a concern. But there's been a lot of guys in the league that can just get into the paint, draw some fouls. But then if that's what you're supposed to do is like have a your big, you're a big guy, you can bully folks, you can get into the, you can get into the lane and everything. You got to be able to shoot free throws because you about to get fouled, buddy. You don't want people to just hack you and be like, all right, go earn these. So hopefully he can develop into those things but a lot of people like him for those other those other attributes that we talk about like the, almost like those those nfl you know football attributes like six six guy 240 pounds runs a four 240 like those people get really like in, in the nfl get really astonished about like the uh the uh your actual there's a word for it. i'm like losing it in my my mind but like your actual like physicals, right? Like your physical attributes and they get lost in that and they don't understand or think about the whole thing. They get married to it and don't see that you need to be an athlete. You need to be a a complete player to get this, like to be able to contribute into in, in in any league.
1: Yeah, certainly. And I, again, I'm with you, you know, he's this amazing athlete, great at getting to the line and, Getting to the hoop, but he's just not a pure shooter. Um, I think. A, I think one of the big problems is that he played for Georgia, um, who just wasn't very good, and they just had no talent around him. And you know, coming in as a freshman and having to take on, you know, the full responsibility of being the guy and the only guy in that team, um, maybe. Maybe uh, impacted his shots I and mean, kind of maybe a bit of a, a mental situation there. And I think he might be in a position where once he gets to the NBA and he's not having to put as much pressure on himself, that he can further develop those uh, those skills, the, the shooting and the just kind of all the, the turnovers and the the playmaking decisions. You know, especially in the NBA, it's the court is just spaced out more. It's a much wider open game, more shooters. I think that'll really help him also get to the hoop even more and utilize his strengths and his size.
0: No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But listen, we talk about all the like the top three, you know, prospects. We talk about all the good ones. What do you What do you think about the bust? Who's gonna be? Who's going to be – let me not even go there. I was about to go ahead and talk about a really bad bust, but I ain't going to go there. I want to hear – I know what you was going to do. Don't do it. Hey, listen, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to just go ahead and let you – I'm going to let you just tell me who you think is about to be the biggest bust or any guys that you think could be a bust, potential bust, out of this draft class.
1: Well, I think this is a really interesting thing because, like we said, there's no consensus. And I really have no problem seeing that any of these guys could be total bust. I mean, like we said, LaMelo Ball could be a total bust. Yep. Lonzo hasn't done anything really in the league yet either. Is he a bust? Who's to say? Uh, Anthony Edwards, like we said, great athlete, really struggling to shoot. Could see him get into the league. And just not be able to can an open shot or a free throw. Yep. And if you can't do that, you're toast. Yep. James Wiseman. I think with James Wiseman, I mean, he's a great athlete and he's a center. So there's always going to be a spot in the league for that. Whether or not he dev- or in, uh, grows from that or not is also a question. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think the biggest potential bust is my guy... Obi Toppin. Oh, really? Obi Toppin, real game, no gimmicks. Oh. Except it might be more like no game, all gimmicks at this oh, point.
0: Oh, no. Not Dayton's finest.
1: Uh, yes. Saying I, I hate so. I, I hate to do it to him, but I got to do it to him. Oh. My guy, my guy, uh, an amazing dunker, can hit the open three. And he don't play no defense. <laughs>
0: That's a problem at Power Forward.
1: <laughs> and he's, he's a weird size, too. Uh, he's 6'9", 220. Who is who's he guarding out there?
0: Yeah.
1: Is he going to guard centers?
0: Um, he can, he I can guard Draymond.
1: He, yeah. <laughs> he's like... And, he, and the thing is, like he's a great dunker. He doesn't really have any moves in the post. He's, I don't know, if, can he be Blake Griffin, clip, young Blake Griffin, Clippers era Blake Griffin, where he's just catching labs? Man, I don't, I don't think he's that guy right now. And again, he's not blocking shots. He's, he doesn't move all that well laterally.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think people will exploit him on defense and I think he's kind of one of these he's one of these tweeners who doesn't really have a spot in the NBA. Great athlete and he's got a lot of skill. But I think with him I, he's gonna be a guy who, you know, comes off the bench in situations, but you gotta hide him on defense. Ouch. And too much uh. to be able to play him starter minutes.
0: I, I mean, I liked him at Dayton, man. I've seen him hit a couple open shots. Hit a couple threes. I've seen. I've definitely seen his athleticism, like as far as like dunking firsthand, right? Like I can. He he he, he definitely can dunk. Uh, to be honest, he's he's an athletic kid. Like those, are oh, big, he's big, a, big. he's a
1: great athlete and a great shooter. Yeah, and with that. He can, you know, he's at Dayton. He can dominate at Dayton. He
0: and those skills
1: that translate to the NBA. He'd be, I think, he'd be a good scorer in the NBA. But you can get away with just being a good athlete and being a decent defender at Dayton. You're going to get picked on in the NBA.
0: He for sure is, and there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys in this draft that have those issues, right? There's a lot of them that have these issues that they can. Potentially Potentially get picked on really Really bad or like like you, you talk about LaMelo yeah you can pass great passer But you can't really do anything else You have like uh, James Wiseman Right who's like you, It's a question mark because we just The only question mark we really have is like we haven't really seen you play So, exactly. so we, you might be really Weak in a lot of areas and we just didn't Get to see it And you got Anthony Edwards Big side can't you can't you can't shoot you can't you can't you can't shoot you can't shoot free throws and that's supposed to be your your, your game is getting to the uh getting to the paint right and, and and drawing contact and you got you got obi right here man you got him and he's athletic but he can't can't defend nobody yeah playing the i I'd,
1: I'd say he's the safest offensive player offensive prospect in the draft but again He's also the oldest out of the top prospects. He, he's 22, he's a senior, and he might have the the lowest defensive potential. So, you know, what you see is what you're going to get. With Wiseman, you know, we you can project that in four years when he's Obi Toppin's age, he could be Anthony Davis at that point.
0: Yeah, listen. <laughs> listen, man. Trade him high. I mean, no, draft him high, and then trade him for Westbrook to Houston so he can not play defense and just score and be athletic. You could do that. It could be done. It can be done. No, like that. I mean, it, there's 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 a. I mean, there's probably a lot of guys you could choose from, but, like, out of the top guys, he's definitely, that makes a lot of sense that he would probably be the closest one to being a bust. But, hey, man, I, I, just, I had to do it, bro. I got to say it. You remember the 2003 draft? NBA draft? Nope. Oh, you don't? Nope. Oh, lucky for you, I do. I remember the number two pick overall in 2003. Man, who picked number... Oh, oh, yeah, it was the Detroit Pistons. Oh, man, that's crazy. You sure? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive. That was like the draft that had, you know, LeBron. Obviously, LeBron wasn't, wasn't... He wasn't available at number two. Carmelo Anthony... Chris Bosch, oh, and my guy Dwayne Wade, and all those guys were in that draft. But I feel like the Pistons didn't. The Pistons didn't draft him. They they drafted this guy with like some weird yellow hair. He almost had that that um that Aaron Rodgers haircut with the with the with the blonde. Oh man, what was his name? Darko Milix? Well, can you can you help me with that? No, no. That
1: I mean, two thousand three. That's all. It's all blank for oh, me. It what I it. what I do remember. Is the Pistons winning the championship in two thousand four? Though, so they must have drafted somebody good, I guess.
0: Oh wow, yeah, must have, man. Number two, wow, huh. crazy helped, how that happens.
1: Helped, helped him win a championship. Yeah, whoever,
0: whoever it was. Yeah, that's that's very that's very valuable. I mean, I heard he averaged six points and four rebounds per game his career, but hey, man, it don't matter. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> let's let. Hey, speaking about your Pistons, man, you got you got something for us? Yeah, I got I got a
1: little something for
0: y'all. Yeah, you got a little something for us, man. You got a little something for us before we get into the number, the number, all the other picks in the in the league here. Uh, we, we, I think you have. If you don't have something for me, I can go into some of the other details. But I think you have something for us. I don't know. No, I got
1: something for
0: you. Oh, okay. So,
1: if you're interested in learning about the Detroit Pistons and you know, who they might be looking for in the draft or just learning more about the draft prospects in general, I encourage you to go out and read my latest article over at PistonPower.com. It's titled, The Detroit Pistons Hunting for Unicorns in the 2020 NBA Draft. And what I really tried to do in the article was kind of uh, explain where the term unicorn has come from and what it means as far as in a basketball sense you know we it gets thrown a lot thrown around a lot these days and what it really means is a player who's got kind of the prototypical size of a center and somebody who can block shots and protect the rim but also has the skills of a guard or can step out and hit threes you know it's it's really looking for that the mythical uh, skill combination of player, hence the name unicorn, and so what I did in the article, I kind of broke down a few prospects who have this potential um, really, I would say the number one prospect who has the potential to be a unicorn is a player from Serbia who i 'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name <laughs> you know what I lied i will I will attempt it. All of our fans in Serbia, don't get mad at me. I'm gonna say <laughs> we got a ton is... of those, man. <laughs> a- Alexa Pokusevski.
0: Oh, that was perfect. That was good, who... man.
1: Yes, I- I'm assuming that is 100% the correct pronunciation. I per- I refer to him as Poku, and I always will refer to him as Poku for the rest of my life. Um, he's a 7'1", 200-pound uh, forward, who, when you watch his tape, he handles the ball like a guard. He thinks he is AI out on that court at seven feet tall. And with that size, you know, he's got the potential to block shots, and he's got the potential to do it all. He brings up the ball up the court. He'll go between the legs, behind the back. He'll pull up jumpers from deep. The thing is, he plays in Greece currently in a division that there's just not a lot of competition. Um, he's a super skinny guy, and it's just going to require a lot of projection. Is he, is he Christops Porzingis? Is he Giannis? You know, the next, the next great foreign uh, player who comes over, super tall, super skilled. A lot of questions out there about him. Um, you know, he's somebody number seven with the Pistons. I don't know how I feel about them drafting him. You know, I think he might be worth the shot there. He, he could be a guy, maybe he's Kevin Durant down the low. Maybe he's never, ever going to show up in the NBA. I don't really know, but I think he's got the best potential out of anybody.
0: As long as he don't turn out to be, oh yeah, I remember this, Darko Milicic. That's his name. Oh yeah, yeah. As long as he don't t- turn out to be that, that'll be good, right?
1: I you know I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> you keep referring to this player. I've never heard of them. I hope maybe they had a good career. Maybe they won a championship in their first season in the league. I don't really know.
0: Hey, listen, um, listen the 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 best three hundred and fifty pound cherry picker in the world. That's who he is. Bet you didn't know that's where he ended up, right? He went to cherry <laughs> farm, just letting you know and, and I'm sure I'm sure he's enjoying life, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely want to ring way before LeBron Carmelo dwayne, and Chris Bosch, so had
1: I think salute. some would argue that means he had the better career then
0: that some might and some may argue that for sure for sure there's they're they're, they're out there, but I just want to touch on it real quick. Let's go down to some of these other picks before we move on. Like, like just really quickly. You, you, you touched on the number seven pick by the Pistons. I'm sorry that happened to them. I thought they were definitely going to be higher than that, but also it's not like you're hunting, you know, like you guys are going through your, your rebuild mode. I think that you're looking for some good fish. You have a great GM. That's been very, very good at, you know, finding talent that is actually really, really great. Like, so he used to be with Oklahoma city thunder and we know how that turned out. They had like three all-stars and three MVPs there, right? So, exactly. So, you know, that's that's what you guys have with the Pistons. But, you know, you touched on it a little bit. What do you think that they're thinking out there?
1: You know, I think that they're going to look for a point guard. That's, you know, that's been the consensus. The, the general thought is that, I mean, the, they need a point guard. They have Derrick Rose on the roster currently, and he's great, but he is not – the point guard of the future. Um, so, but it really depends on what falls to them at number seven. Like we talked about earlier, LaMelo could fall to them at number seven. And I think they take him there. There's also a, a German prospect, uh, named Killian Hayes, who I am a big fan of. Um, mostly his first
0: name. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But big, big fan of him. Uh, six, five lefty from Germany. Um, Good potential, and the other, the third point guard, uh, Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. All, all, actually, all three guards are about six six five or taller. Um, all have shown potential. Um, great passers, you know. Outside of Lamelo, and even Lamelo, you know, have shown potential to be good shooters and good scorers. I would be happy with all three, but I'd say probably my. My ranking of the three would go LaMelo, Killian Hayes, and then uh, Halliburton, personally. But, you know, it depends who falls to them, and we'll see what happens. Maybe they don't go
0: point guard at all. Yeah, a lot of things can happen at number seven. Um, Yeah. But you know where a lot of things can't happen at? Number eight, the New York Knicks. Ooh! Trash, 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 trash. Man, I don't. They can't catch a break, man. What are the Knicks what are the Knicks
1: going to do? That man, they they are cursed.
0: They just need the homeboy just need to be, just sell the team and like he's just bad omen, man. He he 100% is bad omen. But at the end of the day, man, what are you going to do? Like oh gosh. I mean they were they they got pretty decent. They got a pretty what was it number 3 last year or number 2? No, I think it was I think they were number 2 last year.
1: Were they? They were. They were in. Uh, no, top no, 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 no. They were. They are number
0: three. They were number three because I think yeah. ja, ja went number two. Yeah, so.
1: Zion, Ja, and then RJ Barrett. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and RJ Barrett, eh, poor guy, poor guy. Yeah. I mean, listen, man. I the, the Knicks, I, I, they can't even get free agents to come there. It's just dysfunctional. Is dysfunctional. Man, I don't. I just don't know what the Knicks
1: are doing. Like I thought they were gonna blow it up, and then. Build around RJ. And then they went and signed like five power forwards as free agents.
0: Yeah. They don't know.
1: I don't I don't know what they're doing. And then they fired their coach and they don't know.
0: They're they're a mess. They don't know. And and that's how it's gonna continue. And <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them not knowing. I I I, I wholeheartedly am. Uh just because <clears throat> I guess to be honest the the league would be better if they were good but they're not going to be good no at all so I'm 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 not even going to pretend like I think that they're going to be decent ever and or even in the foreseeable future cuz it's just I I just don't see it but listen maybe when our our kids are older and they got kids, and we got we got great, great, we got grandbabies and stuff. Maybe they'll be better.
1: Man, the Knicks haven't been good since Stephon Marbury was there.
0: Think about Stefan Marbury is still playing till this day, folks. Uh, to this day, not obviously not in the NBA, but no, <laughs> <laughs> but like at the end of the day, man, like I'm, I'm not going to rag on him too much on the Knicks, but they need to figure it out man they haven't been they haven't been great in a long time and then they the just the whole thing with Carmelo they just they just we're just going to move on let me move on to something more productive okay <laughs> number 2 pick golden state warriors this was why it was something i wanted to focus on here hot take hot take hot take golden state warriors the rich keep getting richer right they're they're turnkey they're like a nice beautiful beautiful home sitting on 2 acres of land just built, churn key, walk in that thing. You don't got to do no reconstruction. And you go, you know what? Let's just go ahead and build a beautiful development a few blocks down the road to make this a beautiful utopia. That's what happened to the Golden State Warriors last night, ladies and gentlemen. They got way richer. It's like they talk about the k shaped economy, right? The poor get poorer and the richer get richer. Yeah. Yeah. Golden State is Wall Street. They're doing great, fantastic. Oh, I'm gonna leave Oakland. We don't want to be in Oakland. We don't like you guys. You guys don't don't you. You guys aren't our kind of crowd. We, and plus, the Silicon Valley guys, they, they it's too it's too far of a drive. We're going downtown, San Francisco. Oh, Chase Center. That's what we'll call it. Richer, richer, richer. But here's here's my hot take here. Okay, you ready? Hit me. If the Bucks, if the Bucks end up having an early exit in the playoffs this year, I would love to see the Golden State Warriors leverage their number two pick and whatever else they have, other than Stephen Clay. To be honest, maybe leverage Stephen Clay to <laughs> to trade or try to find a way to lure. The Greek Freak to San Francisco, the Golden State Warriors. Greek Freak. Whether you have both Steph and Clay there, or or if you just have Steph or Clay and the Greek Freak, now wouldn't that be a sight to see? I would like to see it, not because I, I'm one of those people that go, "Oh, they're ruining the game." I like people that ruin the game. Competitive (laughs) advantages. I love it. I love knowing who's going to be in the NBA finals because you know what? They might not make it to the NBA Finals. You know what? They might lose when they get to the NBA Finals. You know what? They might be down 3-1 and lose. I mean, up 3-1 and lose. Or be down 3-1 and win. Yeah, see? Look, I would love that. I love the narratives. I love knowing who's going to be there. I love watching entertaining basketball. I like seeing three or more superstars on a team. The Lakers. I had a conversation with someone the other day. They're like, the Lakers are fun to watch. I said, no, they're not. They're boring. They're not fun to watch. But no, you haven't watched a lot of Lakers games. I'm like, compared to the Miami Heat, the Beatles, right? Compared to them, the Lakers are nowhere near that type of entertainment. And I'm sorry if you didn't see that. But that was a great time in my life. (laughs) Very good time. I went. To, I've gone to every Miami Heat parade. You know, I gotta do my Miami Heat plug. I would love to see a dominant. I would love to see how the Greek Freak would be able to play. I, you know what? Just trade the whole team, but Steph, Clay, and, and 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 Giannis. That's all you have to do. Just trade the whole team. I would love to see three on five basketball. Just them three. Just just have Giannis just do like a, like a two step Euro step, literally one step Euro, and then dunk on somebody, and then just have Steph and Clay just sitting out there. It would be fun. It would be fun, people. It would be fun to hate on them. I wouldn't hate because I would be entertained. That's my hot take.
1: <laughs> well, to come in here and hose down your hot take with uh, the, uh, the hose, the bucket of cold water, I don't think it can happen without the uh, Warriors giving up Clay Thompson. Uh, I don't think that works out with the money, so but I would love to see a team of Giannis and Steph. I think that'd be really interesting. Whoever whoever else they could get to play alongside. Draymond sucks, I'm not a fan.
0: But yeah. yeah. Listen, so take a pay cut. Steph, you've done it all. Alright, Clay should keep his money though. Clay's definitely gonna keep his money. But Steph, take a pay cut. You got two more years left on the contract, renegotiate it, re-up, do what you got to do. I would love to see it, yeah. I, to be honest, like, it is a very, very unlikely scenario. I don't even think Giannis would even entertain it. Uh, Giannis likes them, so he might entertain it, but I don't see it happening. I don't even see, like, a trade. That may be, like, if they want to do some free agent stuff and figure that out, yeah, that might happen. I do not act- actually see a trade happening, but, man, would that be fun. Oh, we can dream. Oh, would that be so fun? But that's what we do here. But let's move on, man. All right. Let's move on to what we were talking about back in our last uh, episode. We were talking back about. Back to the playoffs. We were talking about the, the playoff matchups, folks. And for those that are listening uh, this beautiful Saturday, uh, what, what is it going to be? August 22nd. Uh, we're, we're recording this the day before. Uh, the Utah Jazz just put a spanking. A spanking as I predicted on denver one twenty four to eighty seven donovan mitchell went crazy went dumb stupid ignited like always for a one twenty four to eighty seven beat down totally Rapt- pack sticks yeah yeah okay and then you also have the raptors ended up having a one one hundred and seventeen to ninety two win over the nets that that game isn't even that game literally is not even broadcasted on national television that's how much we have faith that we know we already know it's happening it's on nba tv folks and i can't even watch it because that's not in my it's not in my region so that's how much that that goes right and then right now we have the celtics uh playing the 76ers right now so listen we made a lot of good calls last last episode and i think we should continue but what I want to touch on is a, a, a take, a hot take. I think that Lucas, yeah, sizzling that Lucas made uh, last episode, talking about who is going to guard Dame. Who are the Lakers going to use to guard Dame? He said, "You know what? I think that they might catch a couple, a couple, couple L's. I think the Lakers might catch a couple L's." And doggone it, Lucas was right, folks. Took a nice, crispy, sizzling L the first game of that playoff round. Lucas, what did you see?
1: I saw Dame, first of all, going off again. And I had forgotten the Lakers actually had Contavious Caldwell-Pope on the team. But that didn't really <laughs> matter.
0: No, it did not. It definitely did not. Boy, it went ice cold. No. 0- 0 for 9.
1: But I saw a Lakers team that... Couldn't hit a three to save their life. I saw Damian and CJ McCollum taken over. And I saw exactly what I expected to see, to be honest with you. That's why I predicted what I predicted. Yep. And they did what I thought they were going to do.
0: Yep. Beautiful.
1: And then the the second game, you know, the second game, the Lakers were the team. we. The Lakers were who they had. Who we thought, thought they, they were.
0: were. <laughs> they were who we thought they were. <laughs> and they, they definitely were. They decisively handed a nice little beat down. It was yeah. beautiful.
1: And I think I think uh Damian Lillard suffered a, a hand injury.
0: I think that yeah. he said he dislocated a finger, but
1: you know, he was expected to be playing so we'll see how much that impacts him in the in the following games obviously CJ McCollum is already dealing with a back injury so they're pretty beat up right now. Yeah. We'll see we'll see if they can they can continue to give the Lakers a fight.
0: Yeah. I would love to see it. Um but again they they came out gave them a beating. I think the Lakers were like yeah, we're, we're, they slowed down the pace quite a bit too watching that game. That second game they slowed down the pace from the beginning. Uh Anthony Davis got involved, was able to hit some shots. He played very well. Anthony Davis was basically what carried them there. LeBron played well and a couple of those guys hit the shots that they needed to hit. So and oh J.R. Smith got some played some tick last night too now. Come on now. Shout out to JR. Um so like I think that, you know, we saw what the Lakers could be and what they are. So that that, that was that was interesting as well to see. And then we had the Bucks versus the Magic. You know, we were talking about that. I thought that it was gonna be pretty handedly decided but who would have thought the bucks would have went down that like that um that first game it just it it just didn't look like they were ready to go they just looked yeah came out flat not a lot of energy and boy did they turn it around yesterday in in game two
1: yeah again we saw the very similar things to what we saw in the portland uh lakers game the eight seed wins the first matchup second matchup that number one seed shows why they're the number one seed and the bucks laid a beat down on them Giannis going having a 2020 game um magic just could not hit a shot to save their lives
0: definitely not half ah yeah uh. yeah hey but I want to say like Brooke Lopez hit a couple shots (laughs) he was so angry last game the first game um yeah listen They came out with such so much energy. It was different watching those those two teams play. Watching the Lakers and the Bucks play, they played the same basically, like differently. Like the pacing was different. One was flat. I think the Lakers played good the first game. It just you know just didn't end up going their way with missed shots. But seeing the Bucks come out right, like in the Laker, the Lakers came out and they were all right. Right, they they did what they needed to do. They played calm. They slowed down the pace. But seeing seeing the Bucks come out with the energy that they did, game two until the end of the game they brought it the entire game even at the end where they were getting a little sloppy with turnovers and fouls they were still like intense they had to take Giannis out because he was a little too much they're like oh Giannis come sit down bro relax but he knew that he had to like step it up to that game right there and now I, I think that's you're going to start seeing that now because home, home court advantage isn't a thing now. It's not like when you come out and you realize like this is the playoffs. The fans are like hype. It's ready to go. These fans are happy to be here. It's a playoff game. They probably had to pay $150 for their tickets. Let's go. Right. And you can feel that atmosphere and they don't have that now. And I think that that showed a little bit. And mm-hmm. in, in a lot of those teams like Portland isn't an eight seed. I would even argue that the magic, like if they had all the players that they needed, they're not an they're not an eight seed either. So all that being said, I think that you know they're 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 learning how to adapt to these playoffs now within the bubble. So it was good it was good to see, but I think it's going to go the way we think it's going to go. And I still think that you know even those other games, like those mid tier seed games, are going how we think they were going to go. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah uh let's move on man let's move on real quick
1: yeah definitely so kind of transitioning back to the football and specifically the college football world everything that's going on with that right now i don't know well did you see the uh the big 10 football players parents protesting outside of the big 10 headquarters
0: yeah boo hoo shut up
1: yeah like, oh, man. Shut if you, up! If if those are your parents, man, I can't imagine how embarrassed you'd be. Like, so for those of you who don't know, the Big Ten canceling fall sports, and specifically football, a lot of the parents of the football players are very upset by this, that they're not allowing the kids to play in the middle of a pandemic. And I'd say... I don't know, maybe 10 of them, 10 parents decided to go all the way to Illinois to protest outside of the Big Ten headquarters, holding (laughs) signs, uh, let them play, let them play in what might be the most pathetic rally protest I've ever seen since the last time they took the McRib off the McDonald's menu. (laughs)
0: Let my boys play. Man, can you imagine how much, like, like, maybe the pandemic's really getting to people. How, how much time do you have to, like, have on your hands to be a Big Ten parent? Most likely, your kid isn't going to Illinois, right? They're not in school anywhere in Illinois. Drive all the way out there, probably on their Facebook page that they have, and say, let's go out there and tell them how we feel. Protesting's cool right now. Let's go out there and rally, They drive out there and say, let our kids, to be honest, I actually think most of them probably aren't their parents, to be honest, because I've saw a lot of stuff on Twitter asking for uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten to to, to get fired. I'm like, how weird do you people have to be to want someone fired for wanting to protect your children as you should care for? Protect your children. Because we all know, it only takes one person to be a super spreader, and you have to shut it all down. So it was all for nothing. Would you just not rather just wait? And most think about it. These teams are large teams, man. Especially these football teams. Your kids' chances of making it to the league are very slim. Even if your kids like are like a top, maybe a a, a first round pick or so, right? Maybe you might have an argument. Yeah, when we, if you, and it's not even canceled, it's postponed. If it's postponed, okay, if it's postponed and you start in spring of next year, right? Let me think about it. Yeah, even if it's a summer, whatever it may be, at least your kid's going to be playing, right? And if your kid's a first-round pick, he's probably going to be taken anyway. So, like, I don't understand. I, I really don't understand it at all. And if you are parents doing that, you're spoiled and you need to shut up. That's just my take.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, the Big Ten made the right decision. I feel in canceling the season. The only thing that I can agree with with the parents tread carefully. That, I'm a, I'm a flame you. <laughs> all right, no, I'm, I'm. Is that I think the Big Ten should have been more transparent with their reasoning. And their process and how they came to the decision to cancel. Okay. Because even a lot of the athletic directors from schools are like, I don't know if there was a formal vote. I don't know who if it was just the commissioner who made the decision. And it really doesn't matter if it was just the commissioner who made the decision. If the school presidents made did a vote, it doesn't matter. But just tell us just tell us what the process was because right now it look there's athletic directors like i don't know i don't know what happened nobody was telling us is telling us anything there's no reason for that the commissioner just say the school presidents voted and we decided not, not to have football it wasn't unanimous but the majority felt it was the best decision or i made the decision as the commissioner of the big 10 to cancel football it's my job to look out for the safety and well being of these athletes. That's all you gotta do.
0: All right, Lucas. The flamethrower is being mounted back up on my wall. You're lucky. I'm not gonna flame you. That's a good take.
1: All right. Put, I, yeah, put it put it above the 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 fireplace there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely put it above the fireplace. Uh, that's a that, and it's a valid point. Be transparent so you could probably avoid a lot of this stuff. Uh, but Again, man, that guy's doing the right. They're doing the right thing. They're just, they just are. And I think that I would hope not, but I, I think that history and time will prove them right, and they'll be on the right side of history of this. But no, man, I agree. Yeah, just, just chill, y'all, man. Hey, hey, let the kids play. Like, come on, relax, relax, folks. Seriously, relax. All right, let's move on to the next topic, man. All NFL right. playoff bubble or no playoff bubble. So I ended up reading this article um, on CBS sports, and I think it was written by Jonathan Jones uh, of uh, CBS sports. And it really just t- highlights and talks about, you know, cotton, I, I don't think they would call it a bubble, but in terms of kind of doing what they've, the, uh, the, the NBA is doing by creating some type of, Um, Barrier or isolation For the playoffs as the season Starts to move forward right So uh, Troy Vincent the NFL's uh, Executive vice president of football Operation uh, revealed Wednesday That the Saints head coach uh, Sean Payton had raised the possibility Of teams bubbling Right in the postseason to ensure An uninterrupted Playoff march right So uh, the league has uh, uh, Is not ruling it out But the bubbling team's would require an agreement with the NFL players association. And we aren't close to that yet, but it it is something that I think would be amazing and would work. If you know, if, if you don't want all this stuff happening, that's happening with some of these, like what we saw with major league baseball and some of these other sports where they have to be interrupted because they have like an outbreak, you would probably need to do that because no one would be more upset. No one would be more upset than NFL fans if playoff time comes and they have to postpone or cancel the season during the playoff run. And that would be a mess in itself to try to kind of resolve as things are moving forward, especially as we're getting close to things being back to normal in probably mid-2021. No no one would be more irate than NFL fans. So... So I think that the bubbling aspect of it, I think that's something that needs to be revisited. I think it would work to just make sure that that once you get in the playoffs, everything goes smoothly, and you can actually finish the season off.
1: No, I'm I'm 100% in agreement with you. Um, yeah, could you imagine like oh the NFC conference championship is being delayed? a month? What is like yeah. how is that going to work? We got to push the Super Bowl back. Yeah. Then like that just be a mess. Oh man. And I don't I think the bubble is a great idea for the playoffs. Um as far as, you know, the the players association having to vote on it, I think that would just be a uh, formality as long as obviously they have, you know, the proper structure and all the logistics worked out. I think, you know, again, Orlando could be another uh, option for that. They've got the facilities for it, I believe. Yep. Um, That'd be really interesting to see. With football, it's, you know, again, it's the crowd noise plays a huge role, maybe even a bigger role than it does in basketball as far as, you know, affecting, I mean, you know, you played football, um, affecting the snap counts and yep. getting linemen to jump off sides, causing penalties. Yep. it'd be really interesting and playing in front of a a zero crowd and like they've talked about piping in crowd noise. Could you imagine if a stadium is piping in crowd noise so loud that it causes, uh, you know, an offensive lineman to jump or something? Oh man.
0: Yeah. I don't even know how you even make that fair because there's in the NFL, the crowd, like home, home field advantage is so apparent in, college, and not college, but, like, in football in general, that, you know, you have places like Seattle, which is, like, a big deal. You have Minnesota. Yeah, you have Minnesota, where you have the same the same type of atmosphere. You think about, you know, New England and their fans. You think about some of these other, like, Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, a lot of these teams, even Arrowhead, man. Like, you, you think about a lot of these teams. That stuff matters, and it counts. And, you know, getting a team to to come out there and have to deal with that twelfth man or that the fans, it really does make a difference. So it, it's a valid point. I don't know how that would work. And I would hope that they, they would not pump so much mu- like noise into the stadium that it would probably like how would you do that fairly? Like, oh it's the Seahawks playing this game, so we gotta bring it up a we, couple of decibels. Exactly. <laughs> how does like, that work?
1: this the the Patriots are are using sonic warfare equipment and you know, busting eardrums of the other teams. and
0: New England would definitely take part in whatever illegal activity they would need to <laughs> take part in to get the advantages with the crowd noise for sure.
1: Like, no, this is how loud our crowd always is. Everybody's yeah. always deaf after our games.
0: Yeah, what do you mean? What? They, they couldn't hear? Oh, their, their ears are bleeding? Oh, tough luck. Our guys had some padding in there. <laughs> no, like that makes sense. And I also want to point this out real quick. How convenient is it? Not convenient. How telling is it that Sean Payton is the one that raised the possibility of teams bubbling? The man that already knows he's probably going to make it into the playoffs and also has been cheated. got it in like, like been slighted quite a bit in the playoffs would be like, I want no interruptions.
1: Exactly. Don't,
0: don't mess this up for me. Of course, Sean Payton bring that up, and I I completely understand.
1: <laughs> well, could you could you imagine if again let's use the Patriots as an example? I mean, though Tom Brady's not there, but let's say uh, Cam Newton gets hurt and is out for three four weeks, and it's like, well, the 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 championship game is the ne- is the following week. Guess he's gonna miss it. Oh, well, we're going to take a month off before that game now because of COVID and whatnot. So ah, giving, giving the, the other team a chance to get healthy
0: and, ah, like that is a great point. Yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, not, yeah. it does make sense, but like I could see that happening for sure. Um, but yeah, man, there's there's so many things that still need to be worked out with the league. But it is it is very nice um, to see those those guys out there, full pads, you know, getting after it, practicing, everything being fine. Um, it's it's encouraging to hear. Hopefully it stays that way, because I hope that we're wrong on a lot of these things that have to do with covid and what's going on with sports. I hope we are very wrong. Uh, but it's just with with history and data and science, it just doesn't sound like it's going to come out great. But, you know, let's be optimistic for, for like two seconds. Like, let's say that everything goes well, right? And they we have Super Bowls and we have college football all the way through with no issues. That would be very refreshing and nice to have. Yeah. Well, and
1: I, I, I can't remember who it was, but I read an article. I had an interview with a Jacksonville Jaguars player uh, talking about, you know, just how serious they're they're taking COVID and everything. And th- with their protocols in place, they all understand, like, this is their livelihood. They're very serious about how they're handling things and making sure all precautions are being taken and kind of just self-policing their teammates and everything too. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's encouraging to see. And it makes me believe that we're going to have an NFL season. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, I was not confident about
0: it all. You and me both. You and me both. Shout out to Leonard Fournette for putting that $100 bill on his backplate. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, man. Let's 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 end it off with our uh final thoughts, our final question, all right? Here uh, All right. Uh, today we got NBA playoffs first round upset. Who are you taking?
1: I'm going to take the Mavericks over the Clippers. Series tied 1-1 right now. Luca, Luca been going off. Honestly, they could have uh, pulled the upset in the first game of the series had my guy Chris Stapps Porzingis not been tossed off some absolute nonsense. A terrible call by the refs.
0: True, true, so, true.
1: My guy, not my guy, uh, playoff. Paul George PG thirteen, not been looking so hot. Kawhi trying to carry that team. Lou Williams, Lou the wingman Williams, mm. uh, he's been playing good. Still doesn't play any defense. It's a great, very interesting matchup. Very fun matchup to watch too. A lot of, a lot of talented guys. A lot of uh, great skills. You know, it's always fun to see uh, Boban Marjanovic. Uh, the eighth wonder of the world whenever he gets to check in for the mavs highly encourage everybody to check that game out
0: yeah all right i like it i like that even though you don't need me to like it i'm going to say it anyway <laughs> uh, you've clicked you've clicked the like button i've def- my i've smashed the like button my friend <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, to no surprise of anybody, I'm going to uh, go ahead and take the one that a lot of people didn't see coming, right? A lot of people didn't see this coming. Uh, people, This was a, a team that was really low in rankings here. Uh, people thought that they were going to do way better than they uh, kind of ended up doing, um, and they, they are the lower seed in this one. But I've always had faith in this team. I think they're definitely going to definitely gonna make it all the way through. I'm going to take the Miami Heat over the Pacers. You know, I mean, it makes sense. They're already up 2-0. Like, why, why would I not Woo! take that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just kidding. man. I'm just, oh, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can't do that to you. My I face is melting yeah. from the hotness of that take. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to double down and actually – double down and just pick one scenario which I was which <laughs> Lucas made me not take my my it, it, what <laughs> he made me not take what I wanted to say. I wanted to say this last time but Lucas persuaded me not to. No not really. I just said I, it I am a
1: conniving a conniving individual. Yes,
0: you took away my hot take and you know what I am I'm t- claiming it now. I'm taking it back. I am taking the Utah Jazz Number six in the West to upset to upset the number three Denver Nuggets. I'm taking it. I'm doubling down. I did. Pre- I, I will give you the give everyone the benefit of doubt and give myself the benefit of doubt here. I did present it oddly, oddly. <laughs> The last time I was like, yeah, like Denver, like you know, like they're really good. I like think they're going to be really good. They're coming in, they're playing well, but you know, I, but I also don't like. I mean, I, I also think the Jazz are playing well. I don't know what they're going to look like, but I just I, I delivered it weirdly. And you can go listen to episode two if you want to hear that. I did not do it well, but and then I ended up picking eight different scenarios <laughs> to what would he, happen. He covered,
1: he covered his bases.
0: I definitely, I definitely did. But now that I kind of feel like. It's not that big of a, a, a deal, and I and they just won the second game. I'm taking the Utah Jazz over the Nuggets to win the whole th- series. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said whole thing, and that would have been definitely a no-no. Um, the whole thing. No, but yeah, they, they, they've they looked really good. I Donovan Mitchell put up like what? like Almost 60. He put up like what, 58, 57? 57, uh, yeah. yeah. 57, first the first game. Uh, Last game he probably played pretty decent They they got the one and they won this one pretty handily as well uh, Just a few hours ago So I'm definitely going to go with the Utah Jazz To go ahead and upset the Denver Nuggets That's what I'm picking and I'm sticking to it If you want to argue, argue your mama Okay, you can argue me too I'll take it You can can hit me up on Twitter We can talk about it Uh, Also, Lucas, I think we ought to do a special shout out To a special somebody We don't know their names But we know where they're from. Shout out to all of our podcast friends and listeners that are listening. Thank you for making it all the way through. But a special thank you to our friends in Israel who are listening to us. We see you on our analytics. And we love you.
1: Much like Amari Stoudemire, we are big, big in Israel.
0: Very big. And and our podcast is really bigly out there. Real bigly. The biggest, And we appreciate all y'all. Um, and yeah, that's how we're going to wrap it up, man. We hit it with the final, with the final, uh, question slash hot take Lucas. Y'all make sure y'all go ahead and t- check out my, my boy Lucas's, uh, article. It's a great read really talks about y'all always talk about unicorns. Y'all don't really know what that means. Go get your education.
1: Check it out. pistonpower.com.
0: Do your Googles. Find my dog. Uh, and again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for making it this far. We appreciate you. We're going to keep knocking these out. You see, we bringing them more frequently. We're going to keep upping the production. We're going to keep getting better. Uh, and yeah, we love y'all. Like my dog Lucas said, the last one. Salutations. Peace.